All right, episode one, welcome to the Southern Bird. Um, this is always going to be Eagle stuff, man, to be honest with you. This is just a team that I love and I care about, and I want to talk a little bit about um, and how they break my heart every day. <laughs> now, um, so the first thing I, I just want to talk about is, is round one of the NFL draft that happened last night, and I don't know what happened. I really don't. I mean, we had CD Lamb there for the taking. So let's just pull up some of like how the draft went. So as expected, it was Burrow and um, and and uh, Chase Young and everybody. Let's pull up the entire list and see how we got to where we did. Because the first thing that I wanted, obviously was was C.D. Lamb. I am an Oklahoma Sooners fan, and I have been lucky enough to watch him just dominate the Big 12 um, for the past two years, maybe three. I can't remember. I just know he really popped up two years ago. And there was, you know, little rumors here and there. Okay, he could be going to the Eagles. Eagles could trade up. And that was the thing. It's like if they can trade up, if they can trade up from 21 to 10 with the Browns, I think that was like the the spot because everybody thought Jets are going to wide receiver, Raiders are going wide receiver, and Broncos were going wide receiver. So, you know, he wasn't going to be there by 21, obviously. In my opinion, he's the best wide receiver in the draft. So the fact that he slipped as far as he did, it was like, oh, my God, we have a chance. I'm sitting there watching it, okay, and uh, Cleveland comes up. I'm, okay, this is the, the pick that matters, right? This is where it starts for me. Cleveland goes offensive lineman. They go Jedrick Wills. Cool. All right, we're good. All right, this is the big one. You know, Jets definitely need a wide receiver. Who they're gonna go with? Everybody mock them with Jerry Judy. They go Mackay Becton, offensive tackle. So now, okay, now my heart's beating a little bit fast. It's the 12th pick, and you know, Raiders like there's no way they don't go wide receiver here, right? So they do go wide receiver. Obviously, they went and got Henry Ruggs. Cool. We're still good. We're still in the money. Uh, 13 was another one that the Eagles were supposed to uh, get. And at the time, it was San Francisco. San Francisco ended up trading back with the Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of 14. 13 was supposed to be the uh, was supposed to be San Francisco. 14 was supposed to be the Bucks. They swapped. So I'm like, okay, cool. Tampa Bay, they don't need a receiver, right? They got Brady. They got um, Mike Evans. They got uh, Goodwin, Godwin, or whatever. Uh, they, like they said, they don't need So, of course. They go offensive tackle. And I'm like, okay, bam, this is San Francisco's pick. They have like no second or third or fourth or something like that. Like they don't have any draft picks. This is the this is the one where we're calling because Broncos are coming up next. And like they're they're definitely gonna need a uh, a wide receiver. So this is the this is where we have to make it happen, right? San Francisco ends up picking because we don't do anything. They get Javon Kinlaw. Okay, fine. Broncos are up there. They have to go wide receiver. This is where I'm expecting Lamb to come off the board. They go Jerry Judy, and I'm about to do cartwheels in my living room. Like, holy crap, C.D. Lamb is here at 16. And I'm, and I'm doing the numbers in my head. I'm like, okay, Falcons, they don't need a wide receiver. Cowboys, they don't need a wide receiver. I mean, they got you – know, and, and I'm trying to convince myself. I'm like, ah, they don't really need a wide receiver. They got Cooper. You know, They got Gallup. I mean, I guess they could. But, you know, I'm, I'm also, like, trying not to speak it into existence because – That'd be like the worst possible scenario. Um, so I'm like, okay. And then I got a text from my buddy and he was like, yo, 
Eagles better get on the phone right now. And I was like, I know, I know. Like, they're going to start making some plays because, in my opinion, you got Dolphins at 18, you got Vegas at 19, you got Jacksonville at 20. I was like, he's definitely not making it past that wave. So right about now is where if we haven't made calls yet, we need to get on the goddamn phone, right? So Falcons go up. They go A.J. Terrell from Clemson. Kind of a shock pick, but, I mean, he was he's, he's pretty good from what I understand. And then it's the Cowboys. And then it's the Cowboys. And in my head, I didn't say it out loud, but I think just because I said it in my head, I was like, there's no way, right? Like, there's no way they go lamb here. And then Jerry Jones on that goddamn white couch with his family members about as far apart from him as possible. Um, he's just got that big shit-eating grin on, shit-eating grin on his face. And I'm like, don't you do it, Jerry. Don't you do it. And Roger gets up and he says, fucking C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. And you know what it was? Was even before that, like five sec- five to ten seconds before the pick, I we all made, you know, uh, a pact. We weren't going to look at our phones or we were going to have our phones like turned off or whatever it was because so we're, we're using a sling. My, my roommate has a sling account. So we're using his sling account. So, you know, that's like a 10 second delay from like regular TV, but I'm not paying like a hundred dollars a month for cable. So I'm cool with it. So we're okay. Don't look at the, 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 your phones, right? We, we don't want to give any of the pics away. And I turned my phone upside down, but it was on the armrest of the couch. And I, before they they're making their picks, my phone starts buzzing. I can I can I can hear it. Zzz, zzz, zzz. I was like, no, and it keeps going, zzz, zzz, and that's picking up even faster. And then Roger gets up and says, "CD Lamb," and I was just like, I flipped my phone over. I was like, twenty messages from like friends, enemies, people I haven't talked to in years, and I was just like, how do you let this happen? And this this is where I'm pissed off. At Howie Roseman because you're supposed to be known as this guy that you know, is, is so aggressive and oh he he does all these trades and eight out of the last ten drafts he's traded up but where has he been since the end of the season where has he been like we didn't get any big names in the offseason I mean we got some people on defense but I mean if we're being honest and maybe this is just me being a novice I don't really know too much about Pittsburgh but I don't know who Javon Hargrave is apparently he's pretty good but other than that like we got some linebacker uh from the chargers and i think somebody else but i mean dude, i couldn't tell you like no big splashes in free agency which is what he's known for right you have a guy in my opinion again i'm biased because i'm such a big oklahoma fan you have a guy like cd lamb who's this player comp was deandre hopkins and if you missed out on deandre hopkins in a trade that was another thing you find out that arizona got him for Nichols, right? And he said, "Oh, the price was too high. You know, the price was too high. We didn't want to. We don't want to pay the price." Like, dude, they got him for like a second rounder. I mean, and David Johnson, yes, but David Johnson's like three years removed from being anything. He got benched last year. Like, what? So you do nothing in free agency, and now, now you have a guy in Yannick Ngakwe who is basically pleading for the Eagles to come and get him. He's posted pictures all on social media, all on his Instagram, po- pictures of uh, 
who uh, Reggie White. He posted pictures of Brian Dawkins. He's posting little eagles emojis. Like he basically has done everything except come out and say, "I only want to go to the Philadelphia Eagles." And I was on Twitter earlier, and it said, "As of right now, there have been no offers for Yannick Ngakwe." So let me get this straight. He didn't offer for a potentially Hall of Fame wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, right? You haven't offered for a young elite defensive end in Yannick Ngakwe. You haven't traded up to get one of the big three wide receivers. And I under, everyone, I get it. Everyone's telling me, oh, this draft is so deep. There's so many wide receivers. This is the best wide receiver draft in forever. And I get it. And part of me is just is salty because it's C.D. Lamb, and that's what I wanted. But, like, we're, and we'll get to the Jalen Rager pick. Like, I'm, I'm cool on Jalen Rager. But my thing is, you're supposed to be this guy that's supposed to be super aggressive, and you did nothing. You did nothing. The only thing that I've seen was I saw a report this morning. I think it was – I forget who it was, but somebody from ESPN posted that. Apparently, it said a – they were talking about C.D. Lamb going to the Cowboys, and it said, um, you know, apparently a division rival had um, had reached out to um, had reached out to the the Falcons. Oh, Ed Warder, here we go. Uh, Jerry Jones said opinion, yada yada yada. Um, a division rival tried failing with the Falcons at sixteen. Okay, so obviously that's the Eagles. That's obviously the Eagles trying to trade up at sixteen. But by sixteen, like that's too late. You waited too long. There's plenty of trade partners that you could have made. But if you wait till 16 and you're at 21, like, yeah, he's going to be – I don't understand how he fell to 16. And you're waiting this long to make a play. So I'll ease off a little bit in that, that he did try to do something at 16, but I'm still pissed because, like, you had so many opportunities before that. You had from 10 to 16, any one of these guys – I think you they, you could have got who you wanted, or you could have made a trade, or you could have made an offer or something. Just try. That's what pisses me off. Just try. Right? But he doesn't do that. And the wide receiver class is so deep. Okay. So that's over with. Moving on from that. Um, I take it back. We're not moving on from that because the fact that it, may, it makes me laugh, right? We get torched by Amari Cooper for pretty much the past two years, right? So we go get Darius Slay. That's a big thing. I, I forgot to mention that. Yes, we did get Darius Slay in a trade. Good. Cool. Appreciate that, right? So you got Slay who's going to guard um, Amari Cooper. And it's going to be great. I saw this tweet earlier. It made me laugh. It's like, it's going to be great when uh, Slay is locking down Cooper for like two catches or three catches for 30 yards, but then. C.D. Lamb's going to have, on the other end, is going to have like seven catches for 180 and two touchdowns. And I'm not going to lie, part of me wishes that happens. Part of me wishes that we play against the Cowboys. I mean, obviously we're going to play against the Cowboys, but we play against the Cowboys and C.D. Lamb just goes off. And they get that close-up shot in the press box of Howie Roseman in the owner's suite, you know what I mean? And he's got that dumb look on his face. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of hope CeeDee Lamb does some sort of, you know, uh, know, some sort of celebration or points at him or something. Like, bro, you could have had this. And he said that he was getting calls from the Eagles, you know. So, we, I mean, we tried. Or we, 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 they did the due diligence, but they weren't willing to pay the price. And, you know, I just, I think 
bro, this is the year. This is the year that the Eagles take the NFC East more than any other year. We're in quarantine. We're in lockdown. We're not going anywhere. I started a freaking podcast. Like, this is the year. Every other team has a brand new – every other team in the NFC East has a brand new coach, right? Giants got Judge, Joe Judge. Um, Redskins got Rivera. Cowboys got McCarthy. We are the only team in the NFC East with a returning coach. So there's no OTAs. So co- players aren't getting that familiar with the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Who knows how long this leaks into, you know, uh, training camp. So that's less time with the coach, less time to get acquainted with the new playbook. We have the ultimate leg up. This is the year that we take that next step and, you know, lock down the NFC, excuse me, lock down the NFC East and potentially go make a run in the playoffs. You know, this is this is that year. So you have to do something to make a splash, in my opinion. And Darius Slay is a great start. Don't get me started. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great start. But if you get him to lock up one corner, you know, we're, we're, we're trash on the other side. Let's be real. No offense to Sidney Jones or, or Russell Douglas. And, and there's rumors that he's probably gone this draft. And that's the thing. That's another thing. Going back to draft picks, like you had so many players that you could have used players and picks to move up. And you did nothing. But anyway, you know, you you have you did a good job to draft, uh, or I'm sorry, to trade for Slay, but you gotta make a bigger splash on offense. You gotta give Carson the weapons. You know, and I think CD Lamb, in my opinion, was the biggest weapon in this draft. Maybe next to Henry Ruggs, for what we do at least. Like I, I get Judy's, you know, one and one A with Lamb, but I think for our offense, it was either Lamb or or Ruggs. But we didn't do that, obviously. What we did do is we got Jalen Rager. And apparently everybody on Twitter is like having a hissy fit. But I'm telling you, man, I like him. I really do like him. Everyone's got to say, oh, I've heard literally everything in the past 12 hours. You know, 5'10", 4'4", uh, uh, 7". And like, let's be real. If you believe that Jalen Rager runs a 4-4-7 after looking at his film, then I got a Brazier Brooklyn I want to sell you. You know what I mean? Like, the kid is not 447. Or he doesn't run a 447, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I, like I know we put a lot of a lot of stock in these combines, and I think we should, but I think there's times where people take these numbers way too seriously, way too literally. And everyone's like, well, it's the only unbiased opinion you can get. And yeah, I saw that he like ran apparently like a four two two at his pro day, and I'll be honest, I, I don't really believe that either, um, because that's a pro day and people are biased. And it was like only two combine people, or not combine, two uh, pro day people who are probably biased. I get that. I'm not saying he ran a four two two, but you can't tell me he's a four four seven. You get two runs at the combine, right? You get a one and two, and they give you, I guess, the average, or they give you the better one, or whatever it is. People, people, people have bad days. Let's be real. And even if, okay, even if let's let's say that's, I'm just I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that he's a four four seven after watching his play. He's like a very explosive player. We lose Sproles, you know, so he he returns punts, he returns kicks, he averaged like twenty yards per return last year on punts. Like this kid is an explosive player. They were like he's a uh, he's a compact muscle car, like he's. Yoked. I saw something uh, that he had like some like his crazy stats from um, his sophomore year of college, like some lifting numbers that he had. Uh, if I can pull them up here, 
he okay, so in 2018, he's 5'11, 195. He ran a 429. Now, again, I want to believe that, and, and maybe it's true. And by the by the tape, very possibly. But let's let's throw 40 yard out the dash, right? Or 40 yard dash out the window. Let's throw that out the window. His power numbers are also impressive. A 620-pound squat, 380-pound bench, and 380-pound clean. Now, if you know me, you know I do not work out. I'm not lifting weights. And I, I love Allen Iverson's quote about lifting weights. They asked him why he didn't lift weights. He said, because that shit was heavy. And I get that. You know what I mean? But I know big numbers when I see him. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. The kid is yoked. Right, five ten, and just super explosive, right? And he has a he has a forty two inch vert. I would love to look up. Let me check something here. Forty two inch vert. Who? Let's see who has. Who are some people who have a forty two inch vertical? Forty two inch vert athletes. I'd be interested in seeing that. Of course, it's probably not going to come up because I don't know what the hell to Google. Um. Okay, hold on, hold on. Highest vertical ever. All right, it's going to take me too long to find that, and I don't want to keep y'all just blank. Okay, bam, Vince Carter had 43. Now, granted, Vince Carter is not 5'10", but you, you get the idea of people who can just jump out the building. You know what I mean? Like, 42-inch vert is not that's, – that's bunnies. Like, that's hops. You know what I mean? And you watch some of his film, he's literally out jumping people who are like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and jumping up and snagging the ball. He can catch the ball in traffic. We can put him in the screen game, which Howie loves to do for some reason. Um, put him in the screen game, put him in slants, and just give him the ball and let him get out there. You know what I mean? And he's coming up under one of the best speed guys in the NFL, and Deshaun Jackson. Like, say what you want about Deshaun. He's never had, like, mind-blowing numbers, but he's always racked up, like, 1,000-yard seasons. You know what I mean? Like, He's constantly like producing no matter where he's at. And it may not be at a Pro Bowl level, but let's take a look at, at some of his stats for the past couple of years. Um, so obviously last year he fell off because he got injured. And I mean, goddamn, who didn't at that point? Um, Tampa, he had some down years, 700, 600 yards. Washington, he had 1,000 yards. First year in Washington, he had 1,100. His last year in Philly, he had 1,300. Like, he's got like some of the craziest stats, and he's been in the league since 2008. So, was that 12 years coming up on 13 years now, or coming up on his 12th year or whatever? Is is somebody that he's going to learn from, that Rager can learn from, in that same type body? Um, excuse me. Deshaun Jackson is also 5'10. You know. Deshaun Jackson is, is 5'10", 175. Jalen Rager is 5'10", 195, right? So he's got 20 pounds on him. So take as as, as fast as Deshaun Jackson is and, and add 20 more pounds to that. Like, he's not a slouch. Like, he's not like some scrub. Yeah, 5'11", 194, 195. Let's just round up, right? Um, and I knew, I knew the Eagles were, were thinking of him because apparently, like, the only – there's only, like, a handful of people – as far as like reporters go that I actually trust. And one of them is uh, Brandon Lee Gowton. He's a NBC reporter for in, in Philadelphia. So it's like him, uh, 
Sal Palantonio used to cover the Eagles for a while. Uh, Eli Shores Parks, who I don't really like, to be honest with you, but, I mean, he usually has pretty spot-on sources, though. Um, Brandon Lee Gowton, I believe it was, reported that um, the Eagles had made calls to TCU about Jalen Rager and their corner. I'm blanking on his name, but um, let's see if I can find it. Uh, Jeff Gladney, who ended up going to Minnesota. And I still think that the the Vikings missed a perfect opportunity to be like super petty and draft uh, Trayvon Diggs, Stefan's brother, because of how that ended. I thought it would just been amazingly petty if he went and or if they went and drafted his little brother just to kind of stick it to him and made Thanksgiving like super awkward. But I digress. Um and that was another thing was uh, was right after the Eagles took Rager was Minnesota had a pick and they took Justin Jefferson. And that was the one that everybody had the Eagles taking at 21 is if he falls, lock it in Justin Jefferson. I think as some of the mocks that I read, like I would I'm willing to bet like 80 to 85 percent of the mocks had us taking Justin Jefferson. And I know that's the big name. And I know what he did at LSU. 6'1", 202. And that's the funny thing is I, I get, you get shit about uh, about Rager's height and this dude is two inches taller. You know what I mean? I, I guess that makes a difference. Apparently it does. Uh, Justin Jefferson is not not doing what Rager does after the after the catch. Like I watched some of this kid Rager's highlights, and what he does after the catch is just insane. And I had a buddy of mine brought up a, a good point about CD lamb when I was going off about CD lamb, about what he does after the catch, he said, you know, it's, you can't really do that in the NFL because or you, you can do that, but it's harder to do that rather in the NFL because players are so much faster and uh, you know, players are so much faster. The coverage is so much better. Usually you catch the ball in the middle. You're going to get, you're going to get tackled for the most part. Uh, obviously there's play, people who can make big plays, but it's, it's harder to get yak in the NFL than it is in, in college. And I, I, again, totally agree with that. Um, but if you just have someone who has that, who has that potential that can do that, Lamb has that potential and Rager has that potential. Just big play guys who are super explosive, who can get up and go. And that's, that's Rager. Rager's faster than Lamb. And again, you can look at, well, I think even at their 40 time, I think Lamb only ran like a four or five. Like he's not a burner, you know? He's more physical, so he likes to shed tackles, where I think it looks like Rager just loves to like run by you. And I'm hey, I'm all for that. But like I think we get locked into like, oh, anybody under six foot is a slot guy. And that's just not true. Like Deshaun Jackson's not a slot guy. You know, uh Odell Beckham's not a slot guy. Odell Odell Beckham's six foot or five eleven. Like it was funny, I, the same dude was like, oh, you know, name people who are who name a good wide receiver, a good current wide receiver who are um who are under six foot. And then like off the top of my head, I was just like, okay, you have uh Tyreek Hill, Ty Hilton, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown. And like these are some of the best receivers in the league. Now, granted, uh Antonio Brown's a maniac now, but you see what I'm saying? Like and then he was like, "Oh, you're going to think of four people." I'm like, okay, let me let me pull my computer out. Let me actually do some real research. Stephon Diggs, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, Randall Cobb, Julian Edelman. Like, at then that's when I just like blew it open, right? So 
I understand you want the big 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", Calvin Johnson, that you can just throw it up there and it'll jump up and grab it. But, like, bro, not everybody's Calvin Johnson. And thank God, because that would make Calvin Johnson look like a scrub. Hyperbole, obviously. Relax. But I don't know, man. I, I have faith in him. I, I think he's explosive. I think he can do some great things on our team. I think he fits the scheme of what we do better. We couldn't stretch the field last year, especially after Deshaun got hurt. Like, you, you, we need depth and we need speed. That's what Carson needs is to just be able to just launch it. I think people gave Carson, like, a hard time about his arm strength. Then you saw like, week one, he had, like, two 50-plus bombs to Deshaun Jackson in week one. I was like, okay, oh, my God, this is actually happening. And that was the last we saw of Deshaun Jackson. So go get you another burner. That's why I wanted rugs, to be honest. Before before even I wanted Lamb, I wanted rugs. To be that Tyreek Hill, just burner, playmaker kind of guy. And I was listening to Dan Orlovsky earlier, and he made a great point about how Rager's vert like sets him aside from everybody else. And he said, think back to the play Tyreek Hill did against the Texans. Burned down the field, jumped up and out, jumped like two of their receivers. That That's Jalen Rager. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, I'll take that seven days of the week, twice on Sunday. Would I rather have Lamb? You're goddamn right. But here we are. Jalen Rager it is. I have lowered my weapon on Howie Roseman because at least he tried with Atlanta, but it's still pointed at him. You know what I mean? Like I'm still aiming the gun at him, but I'm, you know, I've lowered it. But it's still drawn. And my thing is, if if you don't make anything happen with Ngakwe, or you know, like go get a stud, you know what I mean? Even at linebacker, I mean, I guess that's that should be sale probably with the with the pick from um, the Chargers. But uh, let me let me look something up here. Eagles uh, depth chart. Because I remember looking at it, and our linebackers are just insane. And not in a good way, like terrible. So, okay. So, starting linebackers, we have Nathan Gary, Jatavis Brown. That's who we got from uh, from the Chargers. And Alex Singleton. Be real, I've been a fan of the Eagles since 2003. I have no idea who the hell Alex Singleton is. No offense. Nathan Gary, who's our starting will linebacker. I saw something that Pro Football Focus came out and said that he was the worst tackling linebacker in the NFL last year. The worst. There's a lot of linebackers. Let's just say your team runs a, a 4-3. Three linebackers, 32 teams. You know, I ain't no calculator or nothing, but that's like 250 players. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he's the worst when it comes to wrapping people up and taking them to the ground, which one could argue that is your – the crux of your job. So I doubt they get a big name linebacker in free agency. I don't be honest. I don't even know who's available. Um, but let's take a look. Free agent. Someone they can go get. That's bringing up NBA. We don't want that. You know, somebody that you can go get. So now Clowney's out there. I'll be honest. Don't want Clowney. I think he's over, you know, overpaid and has not produced. He's the first one that pops up, obviously. He wants too much money. Get him out of here. 
you know, um, this is old because has Robbie Anderson on here. He already signed with the Panthers. You know, I, I even saw one as far as going back to trades was our starting left tackle, Andre Dillard, that we got last year in the first round that we jumped the Texans for. Was Andre Dillard and 21 to move up to 11 because the Jets wanted a tackle. I mean, they ended up taking a tackle, but that could have been one that they could have offered. And said, well, then you don't have a left tackle. It's like, well, okay, well, bring back Jason Peters. Hopefully, you know, you can stitch together that knee for one more year because he's about 1,000 years old, and then you get a tackle next year's draft, you know, or you try to go get Trent Williams or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's still out there. There's options, you know? And granted, this is all easier said than done, but it's something – you know, to look into. So make a play for Logan Ryan at corner. You have Logan Ryan and Darius Slay, you know, but, and we had, we had 29 million, I think it was going into, going into free agency. Like we had the money or going into the draft. We had the money and they did nothing. That's the crazy part. But I mean, shit, welcome Jalen Rager, I guess. Um, Let's see what we do tonight. So tonight we got rounds, I think, two and three, or two, three, four. I honestly don't know. But I'll tell you what, man. It was so damn good, minus the CD Lamb pick, obviously. It was so damn good to have sports back last night, like anything. And <laughs> I saw Schefter had to back backtrack because he said there was no sports, nothing sports-related. And then he was like, oh, sorry, the WNBA draft was the other day. So <laughs> I'm not going to make that same mistake, but – Sports that I'm interested in, you know, that, that that are back, that I that I that I care about. No offense, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, Ionescu, or whatever her name is. She's a baller though. But anyway, sports that I care about are back, and just being locked in this house for yeah, just being in, trapped in the house for for six weeks, and it's insane to say that out loud because that's really not a long time in the grand scheme of things if you think about it. <laughs> but it just feels like forever. So I don't know, man. I wanted to do this, put this together for you guys. Uh, be, you know, put a finger on the pulse of Eagles Nation and, and you know what I'm saying, give y'all what y'all want to hear and that's more info about our birds. And, uh, you know, being down here in Houston, there's not a lot of Eagles fans, but I'm telling you what, they have a – they do have a big gathering at one of the bars that we go and watch the Eagles games. I've only been to one, uh, but it was so much fun. We went to opening day last year uh, when they played the Redskins, and watching Deshaun Jackson score those two touchdowns and jumping on the tables with other Eagles fans was just, you know, top moment of last year. It was so much fun. Um, so yeah, if you're in the if you're in the Houston area and you're an Eagles fan, reach out, man. Hit me up. Um, you can find me on Twitter. At Sean TTP, I believe is what it is. Or sorry, TTP Sean. I don't even know my own Twitter handle. At TTP Sean, trust the process. Um, you know, we're rocking with the Sixers too. And, you know, maybe we do another one about them. But right now it's just going to be all birds. Um, so, yeah, hit me on Twitter, TTP Sean. Uh, let me know what you guys think. All right, appreciate it.